Spring of Life Fellowship and the vision of changing the world invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Let's listen to our guest. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you glad to be in God's house tonight? Say amen. This is the right place to be. You could be somewhere else. You could have chosen to be anywhere, but we made the right choice, every one of us. We are connected in the presence of the Lord tonight, and it's good to be here. I've looked forward to coming again. I was here two years ago, and my husband and I were here two years before that. We have been here at different times, and we are always blessed. This is a church on the move. And I like what you put up there where you can see it always changing the world. That's what the church is supposed to do. We are supposed to change the world. We have the light of the gospel. I live in Africa. Please don't call Africa the dark continent because the light is shining in Africa. Some of the greatest men and women of God in the world today are Africans. And some of the biggest churches in the world are in Africa. God is moving and I thank God. And we've had a little part in it for many, many years. This is my 48th year to be a missionary and still going strong. Somebody said, do you have any plans to retire? I said, no. If we rest, we rust. I don't want to rust. I want to be busy for Jesus. Hallelujah. I miss my husband so much. We were always together. You see one, you would see the other. We were a team. And when he went on to be with the Lord, somebody said, it's almost like half of you got amputated without anesthetic. I said, that's one way to describe it. I miss him. But his work got finished, and my work is not finished. I'm still here, and you're still here. Before we ever met as teenagers in high school, we already had settled in our hearts. We were going to Africa, and I thank God I can still be there. Hallelujah. I live in the great city of Lagos in Nigeria. You've been hearing about Nigeria, and the things you've heard may not have been so good, but yes, there is terrorism. Yes, there are many Christians who have died for their faith. Churches we have preached in have been burned in the far north. I thank God it hasn't come to where I am in Nigeria. I've not felt safe to go to the north for several years now because of it. So please pray for Nigeria for peace. And pray that God will keep his people strong. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise because he has done great things. I travel all the time in and out of Nigeria. I'm in 12 countries this year. So the U.S. is actually number seven. That means I've already been in Ghana, where I started the year in January of this year. We lived in Ghana many years before Nigeria. I smile and tell people, people go on missions trips. We went with a one-way ticket from the big city of Houston, where I was born and raised, all the way to the bush, a very small town in northern Ghana. God has kept us through the years, and we have seen great things. I praise God. I am now seeing sons and daughters in the the faith, grandchildren in the faith. I thank God I'm still there. Hallelujah. We've been building churches in the northern part of Ghana, where we lived for our first 18 years. Pastor mentioned my sister-in-law, Bonnie. She and my brother, Bob, came twice to Ghana, so they are familiar with where we used to live. Our son had all kinds of pets because we lived in a very rural place. He always had a pet monkey, and we always had a pet baboon, and we had a little antelope, and we had a 
porcupine even one time. I had a parrot that could talk. And so I know what it's like to be in places like that. We are helping build churches in the northern part of Ghana. And when my husband went to be with the Lord, we were on number 46. And he said, do you think we can get to 50? I said, sure we can with God's help. Many people helping us. We are now on church number 55. And I praise God. We are just going on for Jesus. And people all over the world are having a part. And I tell people, if you give and you designate it to build a church in northern Ghana, we'll use it 100%. God has been good. And thousands and thousands of dollars have been coming in to build the churches. We have dedicated six more to the Lord since my husband went to be with God. And we thank God as we continue. There are six more under construction right now. So keep me very much in your prayers. I travel. I've been all over East Africa already this year, preaching in Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Ethiopia, and I've been in Ghana, in Nigeria, now in America. Later this year, I will be going to Zambia, Zimbabwe, Swaziland, Botswana, South Africa, countries in that part of the continent. Keep me in your prayers. Next year, I will go to India again. Many times we have gone Africa to India every two years for a very long time. I smiled last year when a lady said, oh, is this your first time in India? I counted, I said, it's my 14th time to be in India. So we are familiar with what God is doing in that great place as well. Remember the four prayer points. We're always sharing. Pray for God's anointing. I need it so much. God's provision as we move by faith from place to place, trusting God. God's anointing, God's provision, God's protection. I know what it's like to be in great danger. God has kept us all these years, and I praise God. I know what it's like to have chills run up and down your spine because you don't know if you're going to live or die. But God has been very faithful in times of danger. The Bible says he will give his angels charge. He will give them an assignment over your life to keep you. So pray for God's protection, anointing, provision, protection. Number four, strength. I need his strength. I carry a very heavy load, and God has been very faithful and kept me strong to this day. So pray for strength and health as I also move from place to place. Our son was born after waiting 12 years for a child. He was born in Ghana. They prayed and prayed, and God answered, and our son is a Ghanaian-American, the real thing, and I praise God. And so our son said, Mom, now Dad's gone. I don't want you traveling by yourself all these time on long bus rides, 14, 18 hours on a bus. So I take somebody with me and then send them back when I'm going on a long bus ride. In the month of March, I was going from Nairobi, Kenya in East Africa across the border a long ways, more than 14 hours to Dar es Salaam, Tanzania. And on the way, I was sitting by the window of the bus and I was reading and the pastor who traveled with me and has been with me on several trips, he was going back the next day. He was sitting beside me. All of a sudden, he said, look, look, look. The bus had stopped. 
I didn't know why because I was reading. I looked up and I heard the driver honking the horn, beep, beep, beep. There you call it hooting the hooter. So he was hooting the hooter. He was honking the horn. And there were giraffes all over the road. And as he kept honking the horn or hooting the hooter, the giraffes went bounding away. There must have been between 50 and 100. I've never seen anything quite like that. We see a lot of great things in Africa. Pray for me as I'm ministering and preaching and doing what God has called me to do. I praise God for all that's been accomplished. We have seen so many tens of thousands of people give their lives to Christ. We have seen so many hundreds of young people called into ministry as we have challenged them. We have seen God raise up African missionaries and some are even coming here to the U.S. and reaching people that Americans are not reaching. I thank God there's a great day and I can have a part in it. Hallelujah. The good things in the back, buy them after service. As Pastor said, they are there to not just look at, but buy something. There are cups and mugs and there are letter openers from Africa. There are giraffes and elephants and lions and rhinos and there's all kinds of bookmarks with animals on them. There's jewelry. Ladies love jewelry. There's African jewelry there. And so there's beautiful things. The books I write are there. The church I was in last night, they bought so many of my books, but some are still there. There's copies of Words of Victory. There's copies of uh, lessons, of Words of Blessing, and copies of uh, words of healing and miracles for today. And the latest book that I wrote for my husband, full of his stories, people would tease him. Reverend, your wife has all these books and you haven't written a book. He would say, but I helped her write all of them. And he did, or they would never have gotten out. And so he, they wanted a book of his stories. And so I put it together, volume one of his stories. Be sure you get a copy tonight. There are other things there. Take time, look for them. Our beautiful calendar is there. I hope you got the one that was mailed to you, Pastor. We send them every year, and people get them, special friends. And so you can buy one. It's a different calendar. Hang it on your wall. Read all about the ministry, and then those beautiful pictures that speak to you every month and the thought for the day. One of the days that says when you feed your faith, then your doubts will starve to death. Another day it will say living without God will mean dying without hope. So look for the calendar and those beautiful pictures. Maybe you'll want to frame some of them and keep them. The calendars, the books, many stickers are there, pictures and paintings to hang on your wall. There's beautiful things. So buy something. It's one way you can help in supporting the ministry. As we continue dedicating those churches that we are building in northern Ghana, it's exciting. This one was dedicated in January, and they painted over the door. This is the Reverend Arthur Hoke Memorial Church. So it was named after him. We had preached in that village many, many years ago by putting a kerosene lamp on the hood or you call it the bonnet of the car, now a church there. They wanted to give me a very special gift, so they gave me a big live sheep, and that is a very, very special gift, and we put it in the car, took it back when, and we were having sheep meat and enjoying it and praising God. A few days later, we dedicated another church, and this one also completely different. It was a great day. People came from everywhere, and they gave me a very unusual gift, a beautiful 
big plaque. Here's a picture of it. They had done so much work on it. And it has our picture and beautiful words. And then at the bottom, it has a picture of that church. And then they said, we're going outside. We have everything ready. We want you to plant a small mango tree so that we always remember your husband. So I was able to set that tree in the ground. Immediately, they put a wood frame around it to keep the goats and sheep from eating the memorial tree. And so we had a great time that day. So church dedications are exciting and people come. You know, the Muslims are building lots of mosques in Africa. I'm glad we can help build churches for the glory of God. So pray as we continue with that part of the ministry. People in the churches are giving their offerings. They amaze me when they raise funds among themselves and they give and give and they do all the work. The women many times carry buckets of water on their head very long distances and the men mix the cement. They have to get sand sometimes from very far places and and stones and, and we help with the bags of cement and the roofing sheets and the finishing of the church like windows and doors and paint and together we get the job done. So I give God all the praise. I hope to start on at least two more in August when I'm back in Ghana again. So I will go back in a few days to Nigeria, be there five days, and then go to Ghana and be in Ghana for six and a half weeks. So I'm in and out of Nigeria. Keep me very much in your prayers. Hallelujah. Together, we're going to reach the world for Jesus. I said, together, we are going to reach the world for Jesus. We are laborers together with God. It's not a one-man show. We all are busy for the Lord. I want to share some pictures with you. And we have beautiful pictures. And you have a great setup. So I want to tell you about what I can tell you about Africa. Let me come over here. And let's look at pictures from Africa. Amen. Amen. Our 50th wedding anniversary, and we were in Abuja, the capital of Nigeria, and someone took us to the big Sheraton Hotel for a very lovely anniversary dinner, and they snapped a picture. I love that picture on our 50th anniversary. Amen. We were married almost 54 years when he went to be with the Lord. Go show the one in between. You skipped the one. There's one of our son, our amazing son. I give God praise for Jeff. He's 44 years old. He has risen to the top in his career. As a wife and three grandsons, we praise God for the family. I spent a wonderful week with them just a few days ago. Praise God. I had a bad accident last year in January in northern Ghana. We had helped dedicate churches. We had seen great sights. And now it was after dark, and we were on a good road after all the very bad roads. And so we'd gone over a hill, a, a very fine evangelist, driving 30 years, never an accident, was driving, taking me where I needed to go in our car. And as we came over the hill, dimmed the lights, 
Another car was coming, and there were two donkeys just standing on the road. Donkeys, they're not like other animals. They'll just stand and look at you instead of running away. There was absolutely no way to miss them. They said if we had swerved or tried to stop, we'd have rolled over several times in that place. So we had a bad accident. Thank God seat belts saved our lives, and we were shaken but not injured. Two dead donkeys but two live people that night. Praise God. Amen. The next morning, the mechanic had already been on his cell phone, called all over the country and was finding all the parts we needed. It has been fully repaired and we have used it again. Praise God. This man was the ambassador from Zambia to Zimbabwe and he had stomach problems. They thought it was an ulcer but it was cancer of the stomach. By the time he got to South Africa to a big hospital, it was really serious. They removed his stomach. It was stomach cancer. And they sewed him back up, and he was in a coma for days. When he came out, he was paralyzed. He needed a miracle. We began to pray, and slowly, slowly, God brought him back. He began to gain weight. He began to get strong. He went back to the doctor in South Africa, and they found a complete brand-new stomach God had given him. Hallelujah. He was able to continue as an ambassador. Praise God. God answers prayer. There's absolutely nothing impossible with God. This lady is in Kenya, and this church now has a big building, but they started in a tent, and she had very bad headaches, like migraine headaches. It was affecting her studies in the university. Jesus healed her that day, and the headaches have not come back. She is praising God for healing that day. This man is a pastor in a place near Bangalore, India. Last year in India, he came to me on the last day I was there, and he said, I'm so glad to see you. He said, you remember four years ago, you and Brother Hokett came and stayed in our little house, and you preached in our town, and people were healed. We had wonderful miracles. I said, yes, Pastor, I remember it. I'm glad to see you. He said, let me tell you what God did for me. I had had a very serious back problem almost all my life, a week back. He said, you slept on our bed, and my wife and I went back to sleep in our bedroom after you were gone. I know I laid in the exact spot where Reverend Hokett laid on that bed. And the next morning, when I woke up, my back problem was over. I've not had any problem with it since. He said, I'm sure some of the anointing remained on that bed, and I was healed. I said, praise God for your testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah in India. This young man was tormented in northern Ghana by a demon from from his juju, his little idol, his fetish that he took everywhere. And it was made out of sticks and stones and animal skin and tied together. It didn't look like much, but it was very powerful, had the blood of animals on it. And this juju began talking to him. No one else could hear it. But one day it might say, don't take a bath today, so he wouldn't take a bath. Don't go to work today, so he wouldn't go to work. Don't talk to anybody or don't eat. It was controlling his life 
life until he lost his mind, went completely crazy. His wife left him and said, I can't take any more. His family in another part of Ghana in the north brought him back home, tried every doctor, every medicine, nothing helped. But the pastor, and I had taught that pastor how to read more than 40 years ago, and that pastor told the pagan parents, I know what to do. Let me take that juju and burn it up and completely destroy it, and his mind will be restored. They gave him permission. The thing was burned, and the man's mind came back completely. Hallelujah. We prayed with him. He gave his life to Christ. He's a member of that church today. Praise God. Delivered from the powers of witchcraft. This boy giving a testimony in a place called Rongai, Kenya, in East Africa. He said, I'm a, I'm a top student in my school, but I'm from a very poor family, and, and I can't pay the school fees. My family can't pay. I know they're going to call me into the office any day to throw me out of the school. We prayed for him and said, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. God is going to keep you in school. And the next night he came and he said, let me tell you. And he took the microphone. They called me into the office today. My knees were shaking. I was knowing they were going to throw me out. They said, relax. You're one of our top students. Every year we can give a scholarship to one person. And you are the one for this year. We have chosen you. You don't have to worry about the school fees. He was excited. He said, God answered prayer. Praise God. Praise God. This lady lives in Texas. She came to me last year and said, ah, you laid hands on me two years ago in our church. You didn't know I was suffering from terrible asthma. God healed me that day. I haven't had any asthma since. Praise God. Praise God. She's giving testimony in Kumasi, Ghana, in West Africa. She said, I have a shop in the market. My sales were so bad, and I, I didn't have much money, but I had my tithes. And when the pastor said, get out your tithes and come to the front, we're going to pray for people who have brought their tithes. She said, the devil began to say, if you go and give your tithes, you won't have any money for transport. You'll walk home. If you give your tithes, no money for food. Your family will be hungry today. She said, shut up, devil. Sometimes you have to say, shut up, devil. And she marched to the front with her tithe envelope, gave her tithes. Yes, she did walk home. There was no money for transport. Yes, they didn't have food that day. But the next day, say with me, the next day. The next day, God showed her something. In the market, people began to come to her shop who had never been there. They began to buy things she thought she would never sell. And before the week was over, her shop was almost empty. God had given her a breakthrough because she was faithful in honoring God with her tithes. So she came the next Sunday. We were there. She said, let me testify. My tithes are bigger than they've ever been. God has answered prayer. When you honor God and you obey God, God will honor you. Amen. Amen. He's holding up keys. He had bought a key ring from us in the country of Zambia. Now we have key rings in the back from Ghana, from India, from Nigeria, from Kenya, different countries. And he said, I bought one of those key rings. And I said, I need a car. 
And if I get a car, I'll be the only one, in, the first one in my family to ever have a car. We prayed for him, prayed for that key holder. And next time we were in that church, he held up the key holder and the car key was on it. He said, God answers prayer. Amen. Amen. Now, we've prayed for many single people to find a husband or a wife in Africa. And this young lady was in one of the churches where we preach often in Lagos. And she would be the one sitting right behind me who would tap me on the shoulder and say, do you need some water? Do you need some juice? Just let me know. She had it all there by the side of the seat. And so one time we were there, she wasn't there. She wasn't in the service. And I said, where is she? They smiled and said, God has given her a very fine husband. He's even a pastor. She's very happy. God connected them. God answers prayer. Amen. This man has a great testimony. It's one of the stories I tell in the book of my husband's stories. He was a pastor in northern Ghana, a very dynamic man of God. And he was riding a motorbike. He had just been learning how to ride, so he wasn't very good yet. And so he hit a terrible pothole in the road, and he didn't know to hold on. He let go. And he began to fly off, and the helmet, he hit a, his head hit a tree. And so he was in the air, and when he hit the tree, the helmet split. And his neck was badly, badly, badly broken. And he was lying there paralyzed. Someone found him, took him to a hospital, even it was the same hospital where our son had been born. And they sent a message to us many miles away, a pastor in a terrible accident, come and see what you can do to pray for him. We didn't know the injuries. My husband got there. It was over an hour and a half to get there and over bad roads. And when he got there, he saw the doctor. And the doctor said, Reverend, it's very serious. And he held the x-rays up to the light. He said, unless a miracle, he will never walk again. He will never move again. He's paralyzed. He said, I've been looking in all my medical books while you were coming. Can't find anything in my books that tells me anybody can help. My husband said, you're looking in the wrong book, doctor. Look in the Bible. We're going to pray. And when the church prays, miracles happen. Amen. And he reminded the doctor how the church prayed. And Peter miraculously came out of the prison. And he said, we're going to pray. When my husband saw him in the ward of that Christian hospital, he said, I almost wept. It was very serious. This dynamic man of God, totally paralyzed. And his wife had water in a spoon, trying to put the water in his mouth. The people of witchcraft began to torment all the Christians in his area. And they said, if your God has power, why is your pastor lying in the hospital like that? It was a tough test. And it was a long one that lasted one and a half years but we never stopped praying. And one day, say one day, one day his finger moved and the next day his big toe moved. And anybody in medical work knows that can be the beginning of a miracle. And sure enough, many days, weeks have of all the physical therapy and the rehab, this man got up and walked 
again. Praise God. And we took him to his home in the village, and the people shouted and shouted. You could hear it. They said nearly a mile away. God had answered prayer, and the mouths of witchcraft were closed. And new churches came up because of his powerful testimony. With God, all things are possible. Praise God. He was hearing me give a testimony about a man who had wanted to build his house and, and it looked impossible and we had prayed for him and God began to help him get organized and he had his own house. This man, we had known him since he was a boy, heard the testimony and he said, I got courage. God began to do miracles. My family, now we live in our own house. What God does for somebody else, he'll do for you. Amen. Hallelujah. We've seen those churches go up. I've watched every step of the work, making the cement blocks and carrying the sand and putting the roof on and getting the windows in. I praise God. The churches are all different, some large, some small, some in towns, some in villages. Praise God, they're bringing electricity to three of the places where we have new churches. That is a miracle. So one by one, we're seeing God do great things. And those churches are a great testimony. Women carry those heavy, solid cement blocks on their heads. I can hardly pick one up. And the lady in the center is older than me, carrying them, getting involved in building the church. This was the beginning of a church in a very remote, hard-to-reach place, which they call overseas. And now church number 53 is on that spot with the roof on and the plastering done on the walls and the paint is going on right now. I give God praise. Hallelujah. This was another one of the churches we were helping build. That one has also been finished and we've had the dedication. Praise God. Another one, this one has a very beautiful design. It's taking longer than the others to get it built, but they have now finished the floor inside, the plastering inside, Then it is looking great, praise God. And so it's the most beautiful building around, and we thank God it will be finished, but it's taking time and lots of faith, amen. This was church number 42. It was the last one that my husband was able to be there to dedicate. We just continue on with six dedicated since he went to be with the Lord, six more under construction, still going, still going for Jesus. Amen. This one was dedicated just last year, and I praise God for this one. And we thank God. This was church number 47. Praise God. This lady now has a testimony in Zimbabwe. She owed so many debts, and she said, if I live to be 100 years old, I don't think I'll ever pay off those debts. We began to pray for her, and she said within six months, one miracle after another, and she came out of debt. Praise God. God will bring you out of debt. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Now, she's in India. I had been praying for so many people there. I think it must have been three or four hundred people, and I was trying to lay hands on them. I looked to the side, and this lady was moving her hands and shaking her fingers, and I went to her. What happened? She said, I had very serious arthritis. I could not bend my fingers for months. Look what I can do now. She was excited. Jesus touched her. Hallelujah. She's holding a, a big check in Kenya. We were in that place for three days. I was there last year. And I said, somebody here is going to have a big miracle before the three days is over. The last day, she came running out of breath to the service late. She said, I have a business. Someone owed me a lot of money. And today, they've brought the check. Just now, I'm the one who's got the big miracle. Praise God. Praise God. He has a testimony in Indola, Zambia, in the Copper Belt, where lots of the world's copper comes from the mines there. And I was praying for people, laying hands on people, and after service, he came and said, wow, and you touched me. God healed my eyes. They had gotten so weak from staring at a computer screen in his work all day, every day. He said, my eyes, I could hardly see. God has healed my eyes. I see perfectly again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, this lady has a testimony in Ghana, in Tamale, the second place we lived in northern Ghana. We had prayed for so many people that night, and, and I remember standing up on a bench even, trying to reach down and lay hands on people and pray. The next morning, this lady, an elderly lady, came to the pastor's house. He said, Mama, Mama, how did you get here? Where's the little girl who always leads you? She had been blind. She came by herself. She said, they touched me last night. I can see. I can see. The blindness gone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. So many times we've prayed for people to have a baby. After years of waiting, this couple in Zambia married 10 years and now they have a child, a little boy. We praise God. Just a few weeks ago in northern Ghana, a couple I knew in one of the churches, the man is principal of a large school, 22 years of waiting. They also have a little son. God is very, very faithful. So I give him all the praise for all the pictures. I could show you hundreds, thousands, Tens of thousands of pictures of real people who have seen a real miracle from God. Maybe your own testimony might be the next one that I share. Hallelujah. God is so faithful, so I give him all the praise. I want to sing for you, and we have the words of my song on some of my CDs. There are some in the back. You can get a copy, and, and you can uh, sing along with me. There are 11 songs on it. I want to sing one of my favorites Sometimes if I didn't sing it, my husband would say, now sing that one. And it's the very first song. It says, don't give up on the brink of your miracle. That's when a lot of people give up. But don't give up. Just keep praying. And whatever miracle you need from God, it can happen. Listen and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Say, I won't give up. I won't give up. Don't give up on the brink of a miracle. Never give in. Remember your God 
somebody near you and shake your finger and say, don't you give up. Don't you give up. You see, if you give up, it's over. But if you'll keep praying, something good can happen. Serve God faithfully. Faithfulness to God brings blessings in your life. 
Let me say it again. Faithfulness to God will bring blessings in your life. Hallelujah. Be faithful to pray. Be faithful to give. Be faithful to live the life that God wants you to live. And you will see miracles. It is guaranteed. Get your Bible. I want to share for a few moments from the word. Get a pen and piece of paper so you can write some very good notes. I love to see people taking notes. And these days, lots of people take notes even on their cell phones. I've learned how to do that too. And so you take some notes, please. I, I want to see your hand moving somewhere. And I tell people what to write down. Some people say take notes and you don't know what to write, but I'll tell you what to write. I love to take a word and God keeps giving them to me. Today he gave me another one and I take them apart letter by letter and tell you with a lot of scripture what it means to me. In my books, there are many, many words like heal and pray and fear and bold and strong and miracle and possible. I want to share a four-letter word tonight. It's in the Bible so many times. The word is many. M-A-N-Y. When I wanted to find where those places were, I had to get a very big concordance because the word many is in the Bible hundreds of times. Many. M-A-N-Y. You may have many tests, but God will give you many testimonies. You may have many burdens, but God can give you many blessings. You may have many questions, God will give you many answers. You may have many problems. In Nigeria, we call it wahala. We say, I have so much wahala on my head. You may have many problems, but God will give you many solutions. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. Trust him. The word many. The first place I want you to look at is John chapter 1 and verse 12. John 1, 12. Many, there it is, as many as received him, Jesus. To them he gave power to become the sons of God, those who believe on his name. I'm one of those. I'm one of the many. I've given my life to Christ, and I am a child of God today. The word many, it's in the Bible so many times. I just want to give you one more place. It's found in Psalms 34, verse 19. Psalms 34, 19. It even begins with the word many. Many are the afflictions, the problems, the heartaches, the, the troubles of the righteous. Uh -huh, that's God's people. Nowhere in the Bible does it say when you get saved you have no more problems and everything is rosy. No, you will have afflictions, problems, and troubles and trials. But our case is different. Point yourself and say, my case is different. My case is different. Amen. The last part of the verse says, but the Lord delivers him, the righteous, out of them all. Hallelujah. He makes a way of escape. Our God can do anything. I said our God can do anything. Do you believe it? Say amen. So we know the way out, hallelujah. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. He specializes in tough cases, amen. Many, I want you to write the letters of the word many up and down on the left side of your paper in capital letters, M, and then under it, a capital A, then an N, and a Y, M-A-N-Y. You say, I never wrote a word like that, but if you know me, you probably already had it written, M. A-N-Y. Now go over it with your pen so you see it well. 
in Ghana, where I used to live, you repeat it twice, and I would say, so you see it well, well. You say, come, come, or uh, you say, stop, stop, or you say, uh, slow, slow, or quick, quick, and it gives a more meaning. So I would say, uh, go over it, well, well, so you see it. M-A-N-Y. The first letter, M, is for the word many, many. There it is, make, make a list. Make a list. That's what the M is for. Make a list. Write down all the things that you're asking God to do in your life. Do you need healing? Put it on a paper. Write it down. That could be number one. I need healing of this and write what it is. Number two can be something else on your list. It might be a financial need or it might be a need of someone in your family or extended family. Make a list. Everywhere we go for many years, we've challenged people, make a list, write it down. My husband used to say, never scatter your prayers. Speak specifically to God. Make a list. One man in Kano in northern Nigeria said, I never did write down my prayer requests like that. And now that I've started doing it, God has answered every one of those prayers. We tell people, make your list. One man wrote 30, three zero things on his list. And begin to lay your hand on that paper every day and go over that list with God and pray until the miracle happens. Begin to praise him for answered prayer even before you've seen the answer. And as you pray specifically, you will see God answer prayer more and more and more. Make a list. I get texts all the time and I get emails and, and testimonies and letters and people telling me. Just a few days ago, someone stopped me and said, I want to share a testimony. You prayed for me. God did this. I wrote this on my list. Another person said, God did it. Make a list. Write it down. And as God answers that prayer, put the date it happened and give a testimony. Amen. God will answer prayer as you get serious and you will have many testimonies. Amen. Many. So make a list. Write it down. Put this verse on that same line. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Call unto me. And I will answer thee. I will show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. I will answer prayer as you call. If you do the calling, God said, I'm ready to do the answering. Amen. And so make a list. God will give you many testimonies. The next letter in the word many is an A. An A. And it's for the word always. Always praise. Two words. Always praise. When you're talking to God, don't just say, God, I need this. I need that. Please bless me with this. God, I need that. Begin to praise him. Begin your prayer with praise. God, I thank you that I could get out of bed today. I thank you I breath to breathe. I thank you for the food you've given me. I thank you for my family. I thank you I have a job. There are so many things you can praise God for. Always praise. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Always praise. God wants us to praise him. He inhabits the praise of his people. When I was a little girl, my grandfather lived with us, and he was such a godly man. He was preaching the Pentecostal message, getting people filled with the Holy Spirit in the early 1900s. I remember hearing how my mom spoke in tongues full of the Holy Spirit at the 
age of 12 in 1912. And my grandfather, godly man, started churches, preached in many places. And when I was little, my grandmother had died and he came to live with us. What a joy. What a blessing to have grandpa with us. Grandpa raised chickens. He was getting old. He was in his mid and late 80s and he was raising chickens. And we learned all about how to take care of baby chicks. And one day uh, he said, Doris, look, even the chickens praise God. Watch them. Every time they put their head down and drink water, they lift their head up and they're praising God for the water. And I believed everything. Grandpa said even chickens could praise the Lord, lift up their head. It was later in biology I learned that that's how their necks are made. And, and when they want to get the water down, they have to lift it up. But I believed Grandpa, even chickens could praise the Lord. Always praise and bless God every day of your life. Praise your way to victory. I said, praise your way to victory. Put this verse on that same line. It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Always praise 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks. Sometimes you may not understand, but you can give thanks. God, one day I will understand, and I know, God, you haven't made a mistake. I know that you are all wise. So in everything, give thanks. You will have many more testimonies. Next letter is an N. Look at the N in the word many. It's for the word never. Begins with the end. Never give up. Never give up. If you give up, it's over. But if you'll keep on praying and keep on believing God and keep on praising him, you will have many testimonies. You will have many answers to prayer. You will see the glory of God all over your life. Never give up keep on keeping on there was a young man and he was physically challenged he limped when he walked he couldn't walk very well and he had a great desire to run in the marathon race I've never had any desire to get in a marathon race, 26 miles plus. Uh, but my, my sister's oldest daughter did enter a marathon race and, and somehow got to the end. It can take hours. And this young man who could barely walk and limped all the time wanted to get in the marathon race. And when he went up to the table to sign, they said, son, this, this race is not for you. Get in another one. He stood as tall as he could. He said, I will run. And I will finish. I will never give up till I get to the end. Finally, he persuaded them, and they gave him a chance to sign up. You know, the people who win the marathon races are many times from Kenya, and many times from Ethiopia. They are fast. We watched them training one time in western Kenya for the marathon, and they were running so fast. My husband said, all I can see is the back of their head and the bottom of their feet. They're running so fast. And so this young man limped up to start with all the others. The signal was given, and they all started running fast, fast, fast. And there were pictures being made and newspapers writing stories. Here's our young man just going along. He was a Christian. Jesus, help me. I'm going to finish this race. I'm not going to quit. I'll cross that line. He kept on going, and he kept on going. People began to shout and said, young man, what are you doing in this race? Uh, you, you'll never make it. He said, keep quiet. I'll make it with Jesus. And he kept on going. He said, I won't give up. I'm not a quit. 
quitter. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. I am a winner. And he kept on going. That's what you have to do. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. We used to have a sticker. It said, when, when the going gets tough, the wise go to Jesus. Uh, amen. And so he kept on going. Uh, after a while, somebody crossed the line and got the gold medal. Another one soon crossed and got the silver. And somebody got the bronze and other awards. And people were writing stories for the newspaper, taking many pictures. And here's our young man, way, way, way back there, just keeping on going. And he kept on going. And somebody brought him a bottle of water, and he took it and said, I'm going on. I'll make it. Help me, Jesus, every step. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. That's what you have to say when it's hard in the race of life. Help me, Jesus. I won't quit. I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. Well, people got interested in the young man who would never give up, the one who was determined to finish. And some began to cheer him on. And soon he had his own group of people saying, come on, son, you can make it. Come on, we're, 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 we're with you. We're with you. We're with you. They were shouting. And so he was going on, doing his best. He was getting tired. It was far, 26 miles. I could never make it. But he was determined he was going to get to the end. Finally, hours and hours later, he went across the finish line. He was so tired. He almost collapsed, but, but he heard people shouting, and he heard people. He saw flash bulbs flashing in his face. He saw newspaper reporters writing stories. Guess whose picture was on the front page of the paper the next day? It was the young man who never gave up, the one who wouldn't quit. You will have many testimonies if you will finish your race, and you will keep on going and keep on trying your very very best. Never give up. Put this verse on that third line. It's Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Philippians 4, 13. It says simply, I, that's me, that's you. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can make it. I can get to the place where I will have many testimonies, many victories, many answers to prayer. You may have many battles, but God will give you many victories. We are on the winning side. I am not a casualty. I am a survivor. You will be a survivor. Hallelujah. Never give up. Here's the next Last letter, it's the Y, and it's for the word yes, Y-E-S, yes to God, yes to God. You must say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to do. God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll be what you want me to be. That's not always easy because you may have your own plans for your life, but you can say yes to God. You can say, God, I'm ready. I'm yours to command. You tell me, and I'll do it. God will bless your life. You will have many testimonies. Here's the last verse for the last line. It's Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke 22, 42. Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane that terrible, terrible night. He had asked the disciples, come on and pray with me, watch with me. They all went to sleep. Sometimes you may be sleeping 
when you should be praying. You must pray without ceasing. They all left him and he was by himself. Sometimes you may be all alone. Jesus was agonizing. Remember, he was son of God and also son of man. And that night, he knew the cross was waiting. He knew the terrible beating was coming. He knew he was going to die. It was a terrible thought. And he said, oh, my father, if it's possible, can this cup of suffering pass from me? God, is there some other way that this world can be saved? I believe God the Father said, no way, son. You were born to die. You're a man with a mission, and you must go. I'm so glad that Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will but thine be done. He went to the cross, gave his life, obeyed the Father, and we must do the same and say, yes to God, I am ready. Hallelujah. God will give you many victories. You will have many testimonies. You will have many things to give glory to God for in your family, your work, your business, your studies. You will have testimonies, many many testimonies. So the M is simply make a list, and I hope you'll do that before this night is over. And the second letter in the word many is the A for always praise. And the N, never give up. And the Y, yes to God. I challenge you, believe God for many testimonies. Stand up with me. Stand up with me. Everybody on your feet just now, I want to pray for you. Bow your heads, and I want to pray. Lord Jesus, tonight, I thank you for your sweet presence in this place. I thank you for this church. Lord, I believe tonight you are touching the hearts of people, and there are many needs that are going to be met. There are many people you are going to touch their lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to pray for you. You may have many needs. Think tonight, what is it you need from God? Is